Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I am your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my ravioli co-dad, Jaris Mansky. <laughs> What's up, Joe? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm tired. I'm always tired. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I Something about this week, I think, uh, so the weather finally flipped, like officially flipped, right? Uh, now it's now it's actually right. cold, and it's it's not... It might come back. I, apparently, it's going to be like 60 this weekend, so... Maybe That's I'm, what I heard. Michigan's crazy. I know it. I can't get a handle on it. So by the next time like we talk, I could be completely, you know, back to normal again because the weather will be nice. Right. Uh, but I wanted to be a dad yesterday and I wanted to go out and blow my leaves because my yard is filled with them because I haven't done anything yet. Uh, so I was yeah. Like, oh, yes. Tomorrow or uh, on Sunday, I'm going to go blow the leaves. That's what I'm going to do. And it rained all day and snowed a little bit during the day so that uh that was not that did not get done so now i have to go and look at my look at my leaves every day and just be mad that i didn't get it done <laughs> yeah it's uh our leaves are ridiculous we have so many leaves um well you got a lot of trees my, around your around your yard we do we have so many trees and we just don't have we have a battery for our uh leaf blower and it just doesn't have the juice to last super super long so we can only get parts done i gotta figure out a way to to make it work out where we can get these leaves to the street so they can get cleaned up i uh so when i bought my blower it came in the same pack as my weed whipper but i got Mm -hmm. a different battery for the blower and the weed whipper and the weed whipper actually has a bigger battery than the blower one does so I really? use all the blower one and then I plug the weed whipper battery in and it actually gives it a little bit extra juice and it runs a little bit longer. So, right. That's smart. I, uh, I should have got the blower that went to my, uh, lawnmower, but I got the blower that went to my weed whacker, which is much smaller. Mm. See? So, you so know, your here we are. Your lawnmower and your weed whipper are different brands. They are. My uh, my lawnmower is Ryobi, and my weed whacker is Bauer, and so is my um, my leaf blower. You realize you're so, committing like a dad cardinal sin, right? I know. <laughs> I just needed one. and The, the dad police freight. are coming after you. <laughs> They're going to find you. Yeah. they. You know what? That's fine. Everything else I get will be Ryobi. I love Ryobi. It is a, a really good brand. It really is. Not super it expensive really, either. No, no, definitely not. Um, I just needed a leaf blower like right then and there, and I just figured, what the heck? Let's just go to Harbor Freight and pick one up. Man, speaking of like dad police and 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 that, I I have to just rant. I I don't know what why this all kind of came crashing down, but I was thinking today, holy crap! Being a parent is really really hard. And I know like people talk about it all the time about how like, oh, it's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. And I, and I absolutely believed them before and I definitely believe them now, but holy smokes, just, I feel like this last week, like our entire family has been running on empty, like over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. So Ben uh, is nearing the end of a leap and we talked a little bit about this at Halloween, but uh, what a leap is, is like a developmental step, right? So he stares at everything, which is awesome. Like, it's really cool that he's looking. But the, the problem is now he won't sleep. And he didn't sleep before. Mm. And now he d- sleeps even less because he, like, 
wants to look at everything and if he catches a shadow on the wall he's like wide awake staring at the shadow and he's just right always always going and like that okay that's just a tough thing to deal with but whatever it's it's your kids you just kind of deal with it and you know he doesn't sleep and then on top of that like katie had another clogged duck on saturday which was the mm. hardest thing like we we came to your house and we were you know wanted to have a good time and we were having a blast and then all of a sudden you know katie got sick and we couldn't you know enjoy ourselves all the way like we wanted to and we felt like we were you know not all the way there for you guys and it was super frustrating then we had to get home and stay up all night saturday like working that out and then come sunday it's not like oh we can lay around and relax like sunday back at it again ben was like just in a bad mood all day i don't know why he was just fussy and cried and like angry all day long until he finally fell asleep at like six o'clock and slept on like for six hours so it's just it's crazy to me how you just want to do one little simple thing right like the only thing we had to do this weekend the only thing on the books was come to your house and like just hang out and be you know and, and be happy and it took like the <laughs> most effort possible to just to just do, you know, the one thing that was on there and right. it never went as planned. It's just crazy to me. Crazy, crazy, crazy how, like, how, just how difficult it is to be a parent. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. I mean, first, thank you guys for coming down. We <laughs> loved seeing you, you know, we thought that it was such a good time hanging out with you guys and the Sanborns and just getting the babies together. We had just a blast. Like just having a night of parents was crazy. Like it was a, it was something I never thought that I needed, that I knew I needed. Um, <laughs> it really but, was so much fun, like getting together just a bunch of parents and babies together. Yeah. So like now I, I can't wait for them all to kind of be at that age where Cora's at, where they're oh. just kind of wobbly and walking and like bouncing off of each other and just playing and being ridiculous. I'm so looking forward to that. Do you feel like Cora's at the perfect age? Because Katie and I talked about that for a while, and we think like that right there is perfect. Um, yes and no. I mean, she's she's at the age where she's discovering new stuff now. Like she's really testing her bounds, you know, her boundaries mm -hmm. and and what she can and can't do. So behind our couch, we have not behind our couch, but to the right of our couch, there's a little. It's at the corner of our room. There's a bookshelf that's got our board games on there. And uh, she heads over there all the time and just pulls down Munchkin and starts opening the box and pulling out <laughs> all the cards for that. Hey, at least she has really good taste in board games. She really does. Um, so she's starting to test things a little bit more, but she's a lot of fun. She's like just talking and she's funny and she's so smart and like loves to share. And um, it, it is a good age because her personality is really starting to come through. That is that is so much fun. Just seeing her like wobble around and she like can talk at things now. That blew my mind because mm -hmm. Ben like is vocal and he'll say things and you pick him up and he'll like say nothing, you know, just babble. But uh, he at least makes noise. And that was really cool to like that first time he made actual noise at you. I was like, oh, that's mm -hmm. so cool. But then you go and hang out with Cora and Cora like is talking at you about things, you know, and yeah that's nuts to me yeah and she has like preferences for things you know she mm -hmm. i've said before she loves her blueberries but like even tv shows last night i posted on instagram and facebook this picture she just she 
we had Sesame Street on and she just walked over and found her binky and put it into her mouth and grabbed a pillow from the floor and moved it to the middle of the room and laid it down and then just laid on it and watched Sesame Street. <laughs> that's like uh, it's that's crazy. Awesome. That's 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 so cool. Like that she can just do it. She's just a little human now. Yeah, but uh it's it's definitely it has its it has its challenges, you know. Um it's rough sometimes because she also wants to go and like explore and she wants to get out of the living room and she wants to go look at the plants and wants to go outside. But, you know, we can't always do that. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just easier like for her to stay with us. You know, we can't always let her just go wander because she'll put her hand in a pot of dirt and just start <laughs> eating it. She'll or like, she'll eat Kayla's plants. Yeah, she'll eat she'll eat the plants like so so that's always rough because now we always got to be on the lookout like what's she doing you know and even like dishes a lot of times I'll have the bottom rack of the dishwasher pulled out while I'm doing dishes and I'll put like sharp ass knives in there right yep and she'll try to go for it and it's just like oh my god calm down kid like just take a break <laughs> for a second that's funny that is really funny yeah. It's so but, uh, it's different. Every I've, every stage is fun, but has its new challenges, and I I keep like I I have to not catch myself looking in the future too much because I have to enjoy mm -hmm. where we're at. Because I mean, we are still at a really cool area, you know, a really cool time where every new day he's looking at something or or you know, you know, babbling. Or today he started like smiling at me for no reason. I was able, hmm. I, I not maybe not the first time. I feel like I've done it before, but I was able to get him to smile twice in a row. Like I did something yeah. and he smiled at me and that was really cool because that has never happened before. Um, nice. So that was uh, I, I, like I don't want to catch myself looking too far in the future, but then at the same time I think about how nice it would be to not have to hold him twenty four seven. That is a very very nice part. That's uh, that's the point I want to get to, like where I where my arms can just have a break where I don't have to just hold him all the time. Yeah, it's coming. It'll get there soon. Um. You know, pretty soon he'll be rolling and then he'll be crawling and then walking shortly after that. It'll happen and it'll happen soon and faster than you think. Ah, can't it's, wait. Uh, it's wild. But, uh, but, but yeah, you know, thank you down, guys. Let's break down Halloween since we were just talking about it. You know, yeah, let's let's break let's it down. Do it. It was it was a blast. It was it was a, a ton of fun. It was it was uh, a very good time. Like I said, just having a literally a group of parents all the same age with babies you know within the same year is more fun than i think that i knew more fun than i knew it would be and it was something that i needed you know having parent friends mm -hmm. is a really good time and i really can't wait to see the kids get older together because I, it's, it was just a blast i thought it was so cool that it was all three their first halloweens like all three yeah cora barely by like a week so yeah but, but still like all three of them it was their first halloween their first experience at it and they're all at like three different stages of life it was really cool yeah it was uh it was fun you know thank you guys for all of your taco toppings they oh. were delightful thank you for making literally the tacos themselves in very like pure joe fashion he not only made the 
the cauliflower to go in the tacos, but he also went out and, and made all of the tortillas on the, on the griddle. So that was phenomenal. The food was by, was just amazing all around. Everybody brought something really great. And that I think probably my favorite part was the food. Oh yeah. The food was awesome. Jordan's a really great cook and you know, it, it wasn't much, but whenever she cooks, it's always really great. And she made the, the steak tacos and mm-hmm. those were delightful. Um, I, I had a healthy mix of both. I was really happy about it. I was able to have the, the cauliflower and steak. I had, mm-hmm. I also had five tacos, so, you know, it's <laughs> easy to balance it out when you have five of them. Right, exactly. And, and Josh supplied the beer, which yeah. we all needed. See, that's another uh, thing, like being a parent's heart. I, I totally meant to bring pumpkin beer down because I knew it was going to be Halloween and like, that's what we wanted to drink on Halloween. It just slipped my mind right at the last minute. Ah, uh, that's all right. We got it covered. Josh pulled through. Yeah, he did. Um, but but it was really awesome. I think that you know it was a good. We did good with starting with dinner. Um, we never went trick or treating, but I think that that was fine. Yeah, I it was uh, it was really nice because we were able to. We did. It was funny. There was a moment in like where we were all sitting around the fire together. Uh, Joe and Caleb bought a, a fireplace to, that we could put in the driveway, and we all kind of sat around it and looked at each other, and we were all d- drinking our beers and, and sitting around the fire, and then we kind of looked at all of each other, and we were like, oh, my gosh, we became our parents. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a weird moment. It was very surreal just to be sitting there doing that. Um, but I think that that was really good. It was Caleb was all for it. Like, as soon as trick-or-treating started, Caleb was just outside for yeah. two hours oh man she candy. the minute the horn went off which again crazy small town tradition that you guys have your tornado sirens go off to start uh trick-or-treating <laughs> and to end trick-or-treating just crazy to me yeah uh, but as soon as that that horn went off kayla was out there and on it she's like yes we're gonna go hand out candy yeah and she was out there for like a half an hour by herself before we all started trickling out with the kids and just hanging out outside next year um, we'll for sure have a better plan I think we, we oh, yeah, yeah. underestimated uh, the amount of people trick-or-treating, right? So mm-hmm. we were like, oh, if it starts at 6, like people probably won't be there till 6.30. No, 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 no. When the horn goes off, kids are there. Oh, yeah. And and they were they just didn't stop till probably around 7.30. I think that they slowly, you know, kind of kind of tapered off. And then we, we ended right around quarter to 8. Well, we ended at 8. The, the fire or tornado siren went off and... <laughs> We were back inside. Yeah. It, w- it um, really wasn't too cold either. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, it was a little bit colder than I think mm-hmm. anybody would prefer, but it really wasn't too yeah. bad. No, it wasn't snowing like it was last year. See? Silver linings. <laughs> exactly. And uh, it was so funny, just like you had Ben and he was asleep and then Charlie was asleep and Cora was just in her little unicorn costume walking up and down the driveway just in circles, which I thought was so cute. Did she sleep basically all night after that? Because she was revved up and just running around with all the trick-or-treaters. She loved it. Yeah. Uh, And then she passed out on Kayla's lap and she woke up after you guys left, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Or was she awake when you? Or was she awake when you guys left? I don't remember. I know she woke up up a little bit when you took her costume off. Yes, and then she fell back asleep, and then um, she woke up later that night, probably around ten or so. It was up for a couple hours before going back down. Mm. 
man, how she had that much energy to keep going. I, it was so funny. She came and sat down on Kayla's lap and she, she was like moaning a little bit. And Kayla's like, Oh, are you going to moan yourself right to sleep? And then we looked down another second later. She was just asleep all the way asleep. <laughs> yeah. She, she, yeah, that's the kind of one of the only times she's ever done that. She, uh, will start to start to, um, yeah, I guess moan is the best way. Moan herself to sleep. <laughs> and, uh, that's how you can tell she's tired. She'll start moaning and rubbing her eyes and rocking a little bit. She's like Harry from when Harry met Sally. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, thank you guys for coming down and, and spending the night with us. I think it was a uh, it was very cool for for you guys to make that journey out to the country to to spend some time with with us and and just really experience everybody's first Halloween as parents and you know the baby's first group together. Man, I I tell you, we really we really did have a blast. It was so much fun just being in a group doing a Halloween together. And you're right, it's not something you know. Halloween is completely different from what it was when we were like in college and high school, you know, like it for us as, as grown adults, it's totally different. And I didn't really know how this first Halloween would, would go, but it was so much fun. We had such a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, what did you think of the country? The good time ended, um, (laughs) after I left your house because I, I don't know why why your your middle of nowhere town does this, but so Katie and I we pull out of your driveway, and when you leave mm-hmm. Joe's house, you're supposed to take a left and then a right onto the main street. But I missed the first left. I took a right instead because my GPS hadn't caught up yet. But then once I took that right, the GPS is like, oh, if you just follow this road for four miles, you'll get out to the main road. I was like, oh, cool, maybe this is a little shortcut, right? Like out to the main right. road. So. It's like, all right, I'll just stay on this road. But it didn't mention the fact that that road turns into a dirt road like half a mile mm-hmm. down the road. Yeah. And not only does it turn into a dirt road, it then turns into a dirt road that goes through cornfields for like oh, yeah. two miles forever. Yeah. Like forever. You're in this on this dirt road that is not well taken care of, like very loud and bumpy in the middle of the cornfields for like two hours. And Katie's in the back seat and she looks up, she goes, where are we? I'm like, I'm just following the GPS. Like we're getting out there. She goes, we're in the middle of a cornfield on Halloween. What are we doing? And I was like, Oh my yeah. God, what, what did I just get us into? Like, we were just driving in the middle of a nightmare, like literally a nightmare for like four miles. And then we finally got back to the main road. So I will. Never yeah. And it was, go it ahead. was dark. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. Like not only is there, you know, in the middle of a cornfield, there's no, out where you guys are. There's like three street lights in general. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just uh, no light, but the moon. Yeah, it is. It's dark and it was a full moon and it was, it was spooky out. It was a good spooky Halloween and you went right in the middle of nowhere. I will never make the wrong turn out of your neighborhood ever again. I have learned my lesson. And if I make the wrong turn, I'm turning right around. I'm not following my GPS again. <laughs> That's a good call. Who knows who could have been out there? That was terrible. Honestly, it was terrifying. In the middle of a cornfield, just just following some dirt road down the middle of a cornfield to to who knows what out in the country, you know, middle of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were getting out there. It was... Uh... It's that that road is is I mean it'll it'll take you somewhere eventually but it it is dirt and it is 
And it's wide. It gets even more in the sticks. Like it is just field for probably 15 miles, 20 miles. It is windy and like narrow. It's I, I don't know why pe- they think they can have two cars on it. Like it's really one lane most of the time. And it is yeah. it was just terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It, that was the most Halloween experience I think I've had on a Halloween night. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh I, I probably say, Next time you're just going to have to do go that walk for your it. own Halloween. Yeah, just park it and just go walk in the middle of a field somewhere. You crazy person, I don't understand you. Uh, I know. I'm <laughs> I'm weird. But all in all, it was uh, a great Halloween. I think uh Oh, we had zero trick or treaters at our house. Oh, really? Yeah, we uh I got the bucket off the porch and it was 100% full. Oh, that's a bummer. So I don't know what it is about this neighborhood. We thought we'd have at least a few people, like, or at least one kid would come by and just empty the bucket in. Like, it's free candy sitting on the porch with a light on it. Come right. It. And no, nobody wow. came and got me. So our neighbor, our neighborhood must be uh, no kids or very few kids. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, I wonder what Ferndale was like overall. Like, you know, if it was busy or if it was just kind of quiet and calm the whole night. Yeah, I don't know. It's been uh super windy up by our house though. So I mm-hmm. wonder if it was like just cold and windy and people didn't want to deal with it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. That could be a uh that could be a good reason. It was it was cold and windy and winter's coming. And now and then it's gonna be summer. And now the Halloween's over, it's Christmas time. <laughs> we skip Thanksgiving it's in this here. house. Thanksgiving doesn't exist. We go straight to Christmas. Christmas is upon us. Have you guys started decorating? Uh, Katie got the decorations out. She did not. Uh, she has not completely bought into decorating the house yet, but she definitely got them out and started organizing them. Uh, mm. There's a little garland in front of the TV on in the bedroom and in the living room, and then she put our uh, stocking holders up, but didn't put the stockings on them yet. So. <laughs> she's dabbling. She's she's slowly working her way there. Nice. Well, I think that's coming soon, too. I bet within the next few weeks, Katie's going to start putting that stuff up. Oh, yeah, for sure. She uh, she wants to get a real Christmas tree this year, so I'm going to have wow. to look into places to go get a real Christmas tree. Okay. And also, like, things to put a real Christmas tree up, like a stand and a mat that goes around it to catch all the pine needles and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be an experience. Oh. Have you never had a real Christmas tree before? We used to get them all the time when I was a when I was a kid, like in our in my gotcha. parents' house. But then we were in apartments, you know, the whole time. Right, that's true. We had a fake Christmas tree in Kansas City, and then our, our in we last year in Troy, we talked about it because our apartment like was pretty big, so we could have fit yeah. a real Christmas tree in there. Uh but then we're like, ah, it's just a lot of work, and like, what if the pine yeah. needles go everywhere and get stuck in this carpet and all this stuff, and we don't want to deal with it, blah blah blah. So we're like, screw right. it, we're just gonna jump in and uh, we'll just do it this year. So nice. And then the well, fake tree will go up in the basement, so I can look at it all the time while I'm doing my thing. <laughs> there you go, and uh, it'll it'll happen soon. You'll be getting a tree probably next week. Oh, she's asked me three times this week. She's like, uh, can we uh, go downstairs and set up the tree? <laughs> no, not yet. Almost, but not yet. Almost. 
I did fend her off until thank or until Halloween. She uh she did pull the decorations out like middle of last week and was like, maybe I'll just start decorating now. I'm like, no, no, we have to wait until at least Halloween's over. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, that is funny. Halloween's done, Joe. How's your depression? Uh, it's rough. Yeah. But only like 363 more days. You just keep counting down. <laughs> We're almost there. Uh, so you want to talk about uh, talk about our next topic? Let's do it. Um, so this is actually a question that my niece Bailey came to me with um, after the first episode. And I thought that it was something good, you know, and especially with the uh the world we're living in right now there's a lot to look back on and reflect on so she asked us um what advice would you give to people my age um she is just newly 21 um so i thought this would be something good for us to chat about you know what advice would we give to to those younger adults out there maybe early college age to to their early 20s you know how would we do things differently or what would we uh what would we give to them? Yeah, this is this is good. This is a good topic. Yeah, I, I was just talking about it. First thing I would do is go back and tell myself to to not buy an expensive car at twenty two years old. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it, I think it's a good a good topic. I think uh, the biggest thing I would do if I could go back and kind of talk to talk to myself or give some advice to people in early college is is, um make a plan but don't expect to stick to it forever Uh, Mm um because i the one thing i didn't do is uh i did not plan very well about like what was going to happen and where it was going to go uh which was okay because my life has kind of taken a bunch of twists and turns and i'm happy with where i ended up but at the same time if I had added a little bit of structure to the outside of it, I might have set myself up a little bit better by the time I got here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think I think planning differently is is a huge huge thing I would do. I mean, like you said, you know, make a plan, but it, it's probably gonna change. And I think part of that is like being open to change, right? And yeah. and the plan isn't always going to be how you expect it, but know that change is okay and change will happen. And hopefully it's for the better. You know, you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs and, and hopefully those will build you up and, and guide you on your way. But, but change will happen and it, that it's completely okay for that to, to be the case. Yeah, definitely be flexible. I think that's a huge part of growing up in general. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just learning how to be flexible about what's happening. Uh, don't don't tie yourself to something you think you want. Um, and not even like, hey, I have this passion. I want to, you know, I want to go after it. I'm not saying give up on that. What I'm saying is like, you you think you're gonna want something. It might be a person. It might be a job. It might be a, you know. I don't whatever uh you might think that oh my gosh I want that so bad right now and if it doesn't happen it's okay to be flexible and readjust because there's going to be lots of times in your life where you're going to want something so bad you can't imagine anything else and then it doesn't work and you find something even better right after right so just just learn to be flexible in your life oh for sure for sure 
Um, is there anything in particular that you would you would have done differently in your in your early adulthood? Mm, I uh, I think for me, I would have been more patient. Uh, in for uh, it's career focused for me. So I had a, a really good job right out of college. I had a really good job, and I got talked into taking another job, which was great. We moved to Kansas City, had a really good experience, but the job I took was not what I wanted to do, but I was told like, Hey, you need to do this to move up in the company and to, you know, to do all these awesome things. You need to take this job. And I was like, Oh cool. Like then I need to take it. Uh, mm-hmm. but in doing that, I gave up a really good job that I had that I really liked. Um, and I wish I would have just stuck at that job for a, a, maybe another year or so, or a little bit longer. Um, because I had yeah. a really good thing going and, then I got to that next job and I didn't like it. And then I ended up leaving the company, uh, which kind of sucked. So mm. I would say, just be, just be more patient and, and try and, like I said, if you kind of make a plan on where you want to be, have a little bit of structure outside. I think I would have mm-hmm. made a better decision. Like, no, I, you know, I want to stay in this role for a little bit longer if I had had that plan, but I didn't. And I just kind of let it, uh, I was a little too flexible. Let it sweep me off my feet and it, it didn't necessarily work out. So, Yeah. What about you? What would you have done differently? Um, you know, since since you wrote this question, there's I've actually like been thinking about it a lot. You know, there's quite a bit that I would do differently. Um, I mean, straight out of high school, I went kind of right into college, like most people our age did. Um, but I find that more and more, what I went to college for. Um, you know, I mean, I went to college for film, you know, I'll just be completely honest about it. I went to college for film, which mm-hmm. is not a great major for most people to get into. Not to say that it's not, um, some people, it, they do really well with that major and, and that path, you know, very creative and they have that success with it. Um, for me, it was just kind of, I went to college because the world told me I had to. Sure. Yeah. Um. So on, honestly, I don't, you know, for me, I don't even know if I would, if, if I would have gone to college or if I would maybe go to community college or go to a trade school of some sort, you know, I think that would have been more beneficial. I see a lot of people that I grew up with that ne- didn't necessarily go to a four year school and get their bachelor's, you know, be super successful in, you know, realty or um, selling cars or having their own businesses, you know, and, and that's something really great. And uh, I, I envy them from time to time with, for that. Um, but at the, in that same same aspect, you know, if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have joined the fraternity and I wouldn't know you or, or any of our other friends that we really talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm glad I went to college because I got that experience of of getting to to join that fraternity and getting to know so many people that I will talk to for forever. Um and on top of that, you know, when I was 20, yeah, 20, I I took a stupid job uh in a in a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. basically, you know, painting Man, houses. That summer, that summer <laughs> when you were in that pyramid scheme, I just what a time. It was it was rough and it was stupid and that was the dumbest mistake I've ever made. And, you know, I look back on it and say, like, I kick myself in the ass. Like, why did I do that? Um, I learned from it. You know, I learned what I kind of how to 
really look at jobs and what jobs entail and um and basically you know what is a job that's going to put you for success versus a job that's really going to kick you down um and, and that was something that i really really would have done differently was never would have done that and would have gotten like a real job that year <laughs> man they really that's one of those things that they should outlaw on college campuses are these pyramid schemes that those are so predatory it's ridiculous yeah it's it is it's it's crazy so i mean i think that that's probably a few things i would have done differently you know that and save money like mm-hmm. i wish i would have saved way more money oh man um if my parents to ever make listen- sure when i if my parents ever listen to this, they're going to say, I can't believe you didn't bring up. They still make fun of me uh, the summer after freshman year. I lived eight miles from fraternity house and I was there literally like every moment of every day after work. Mm-hmm. And I moved in and started paying rent like early, like in July. And my parents got mm-hmm. so mad at me like, you could just live at home and save all your money. And I did because <laughs> I was young and dumb. And then I didn't have any money from that summer from working. Yeah. Because uh, I paid all of it in rent. Uh, so... Yeah, it's uh I think that that's part of it, you know, it's just like that's part of the college experience is learning what you can and can't do and what's good for you and what's not good for you. And college overall was a great experience. I enjoyed most of it. Um but I definitely learned a lot about me and who I was as a human in college. Um Yeah, I definitely but, but I definitely money. think like having having a plan is uh is a huge thing about college. And I think you, you said it right on the nose is like, you know, maybe a four year college isn't, isn't the, you know, isn't the move. Maybe it's not the right thing for, for everybody because maybe mm-hmm. some people have a plan. They're like, Oh, I just want to go do this. And it's like, well, you don't need a four year degree to do that. You can just go do it now or after two years or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think having that plan and, you know, looking at the bigger picture as a whole, you know, cause I don't know about you, but I didn't think about while I was out spending money, the fact that once I graduated, I had six months and then I would be paying off those loans, right? Oh God, no. No, I had, I had no idea. The other thing I didn't think about is how much I was taking out when I was taking out the loans, right? Like yes. you have no idea what that kind of money's like. You don't, I've never, I've never seen $20,000 before, let alone take it out four years straight. Like I had, yeah. you have no idea. Yeah, and and what's really crappy is that debt is kind of our our generation is gonna be in that debt rut for forever, you know. Oh my gosh, There's... I've I've spent so much money, and I've been out of college for five years, and I have mm-hmm. spent so much. I'm not gonna give a dollar figure, but I have spent so much money in student loans. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and. uh I have too, and I have barely scraped it. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't, it, I don't even look at the total. I can't. I, there's no like, there would be no point for me to look at it because like it's not going to have moved nearly as significant as I think it should have. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's just kind of, I think what our generation is stuck with is is debt. <coughs> um. No, but, I agree. Yeah. So that's a good um, lots lots of things I think we would do different. Um, but mm-hmm. but the main thing is just uh try try and think you know five years down the road and kind of come up with a loose plan. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I I did think when I was going to college, I I had a pretty thought through plan. I was I went in for political science and I was going to go to law school and then I was going to be a, a, a political lobbyist. 
Um, and I was like, boom, mm. there it is written, you know, written in stone. I'm going to make plenty of money to pay off my loans. And then after my first year of college, I had switched my major twice. So, you know, yeah, you just, even though you may have a plan, it doesn't always work out, but just tr- try and think through, you know, a little bit further down the line and say, okay, where, where is this going to, where is this going to land me in the end? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so, I mean, what would, what would you tell someone overall in a, in a couple sentences or small paragraph, what would you tell somebody a few years younger than us in their early twenties, um, just to kind of set them on a path? I, I'll just say, enjoy it. I know that sounds uh, really simplistic, but when I, when you look back at, you know, late college, early uh, career wise and just kind of when you're first getting started you're so busy thinking about what's next like oh I'm I'm at the end of college what am I going to do for a job how am I going to start you know paying off these loans how am I going to start you know where am I going to live what am I going to do uh, but you you gloss over um, you know the fact that that you have literally no responsibilities whatsoever you have to get yeah. your, yourself awake in the morning and put to bed at night and that's it that's all you have to do all day you know mm-hmm. and and just kind of soak that in because uh we talk all the time about about how you know being a parent is is this immense responsibility but even before being a parent when you start to get into your job and start to get in a little bit deeper in the career you start to get more and more responsibility and as that starts to pile up you know you miss the days where you just all you had to worry about was you Mm-hmm. For so, sure. That's what I would say. What about you? Um I think part of it would be that, yeah, like have fun, experience it. Um take that time while you're young and and experience the world as much as you can. Um if you have a little extra cash, go on that camping trip. Go backpack across you know the united states go across country um go experience europe you know go do that kind of stuff if you if you have the means to do so um and if you don't go experience your backyard you know i know for me i i didn't have the means to kind of go out and do those things um when i was younger but michigan offers so much you know jump in the car and go a couple hours up north and go find some woods with some buds and just, you know, go camping, set a fire and, and put up some tents and, and just hang out and experience the world together. Um, and then just don't, don't do things because the world tells you you have to. Um, I think that's one thing that I'm going to tell Cora growing up. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you need to go to college. Um, do what you want to do that you feel is right because college isn't for everybody and it is you know it's it's hard and it's hard if you don't have the money to to pay for college you know but that's not always going to be the best option for you so just really look at what is the best option for you and think about how that will affect your life but definitely get out experience the world and learn a little bit about yourself and and the world around you to figure out who you are so that you can make those decisions about what your future will entail. Um, because the future's coming fast 
and being an adult adult you know by that i mean like mortgages and yeah. loans and all that is is pretty near in the future for maybe not everybody but for some people um and and just kind of learn about yourself a lot and see how that see how that works out for you i like it very um, eat pray love of you <laughs> thank you um i embrace my inner julia roberts good i'm proud of you i think i think part of that too is and i found this more and more and i don't know if you have uh a lot of people our age are still living with their parents which is mm-hmm. an amazing opportunity if you can do that um wow that's, you know, a, that's with- the best way i've ever heard anybody say that just being an amazing opportunity, you know, everyone downs on it, but it really is. I mean, I didn't have the opportunity when I first got out of college uh, to live with my parents because, but my brother is now and holy smokes, how much money he's saving and how much, you know, time he has because he doesn't have to worry about bills. You know, he doesn't have to worry Mm -hmm. about a mortgage. He doesn't have to worry about rent. He just, he doesn't even have to worry about food. Like my parents buy all the food. All he has to do is get himself to work and get himself home. And he just, that's it. Yeah, and it's it's a great opportunity to really um save up that cash, which I you know, it's it sucks to say the whole world is about money, but you know, a good chunk of your life is worrying about where your finances come from. Mm-hmm. Um and it's an amazing opportunity to really save that up. I I work on a team like my team directly. I have um five people and four of the five live with their parents because they they're able to and and mm-hmm. they're just able to save up some cash. Um, and, and that's a a great thing. I look at them and I'm like, you guys are doing like, you guys are so smart for being able to do that because it's, it's so great for you to be able to set up your futures by doing that and just having the cash to kind of start up your lives when you do make that decision to jump the shark and, and kind of go into your next phase of your life. I was never smart enough to think about, about doing that. I was always like, no, I'm just I'm I'm independent. I'm gonna go live by myself. That was always my thing. I was never, right. I was never smart enough to think like, man, I could I could save up all this money. Yeah, it 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 is crazy how much your your money is used on a house and heat and water. All right, let's shift um, gears. Let's want, shift gears. I want you to tell me, besides tricking Kayla into marrying you. What are a few things that you did right that that got you to the point you are now? Um, Early on in my life, I decided that my mom was going to be the most important person in my life, or one of. Um, God, I hope my mom doesn't listen to you you say that. (laughs) And that was a good decision for me because it gave me the... It it gave me that chance to. I lost my dad when I was thirteen, and um, when he passed away, it was just me and my mom. I have three older sisters, but they were out of the house, so it was me and my mom in the house together. So that gave me the chance to kind of see what it was like in in a smaller home um, that didn't have a lot. So to kind of res- respect and and love what you have. So I think that that was something good. Um, but when it came to my young adulthood, the things that that I did right, um, I think I don't want to base it all on college, but but joining the fraternity is probably the biggest thing in my college years that helped. Like I said, it, it mm-hmm. gave me the chance to meet a bunch of people that I now would will talk to for forever, 
right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, I think that that was huge for me, being able to find that group of people in college. Um, and I think uh, learning, um, not necessarily learning uh, in college, but learning in the workforce, you know, kind of when I was done with college, I, uh, I was working when I left Western because I went from Western to Wayne state. When I left Western, um, I went, came to Wayne state and lived in, uh, Dearborn and I needed a job. So I found the pet industry and I worked at a pet store, um, for several years for several years while I finished college and Mm -hmm. just that experience of just being in the workforce gave me the opportunity to go into the actual corporate office of a pet company and, and then take on that responsibility and learn how a business works and slowly move up the ranks there. So just really uh, learning, I think was kind of something major. And then, you know, taking in everything that I could from watching my father-in-law work on cars and work on the house and being able to have some skills with my hands in that aspect um, were things that I did right that I think have, have kind of led me to to where I am today um, in a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. I, uh, it's a subtle flex that you think you know more about being a dad than I do from watching your father-in-law, so we'll have a little dad <laughs> off later. What about you? What did you, what have you done right to get you to where you are today? You know, I've been racking my brain about this question. Just like you were like, what would you do, do differently for me? It's like, Hey, what steps did I take to, to get me here? Uh, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's been a windy path. I think, uh, since ever since leaving college, uh, cause I stayed pretty well straightforward. I went to high school in Kalamazoo. I went to college in Kalamazoo. I got my first job in Kalamazoo. Like I, w- I was pretty well just in one spot, you know, kind of moving straight forward. Uh, and then things all kind of changed when we moved to Kansas City. And uh, I'm trying to think to myself, like, hey, what, what, what did I do right? And I think the way to sum it up is just take advantage of every opportunity you get. Um, I did not. I did not graduate with very good with a very good gpa uh just plain and simple i I didn't graduate with a great gpa um so i really was very slim pickings on my internships for uh for college because that's a huge thing in the business college Mm -hmm. you have to get an internship and and then hopefully use that internship to get a job after right uh so i had slim pickings i was down to my last internship opportunity actually the company i had worked for in high school and for a little bit in college actually told me no because of my grades and i was like well shit i don't know what i'm gonna do next right um so i got i had this last ditch effort for an internship i had no idea what what it was about the job description was super loose but i still you know i dressed up and i and i gave it gave it 110%, you know, both all of my interviews and I got the job. And when I was in it, I was like, okay, I'm not going to screw it up. Like I'm, I'm going to give it my whole, you know, my everything. And yeah. And then it launched me on the path, you know, on the path I am today. Now, luckily I have a really good job and I do uh, really cool things and I like, you know, I like what I do and it allows me to provide for my family. And none of that would have been possible if I had not, uh, not taken advantage of, of, you know, every opportunity that came my way. So I would say just whenever you get a chance to take advantage of it, just give it 100% because you never know what it's going to lead to. So I think that's the one thing that I did really right uh, on my way here. That's, that's very good. I like that. 
Um, I think that's a good a good explanation of of what you did and and how you've made those decisions. Um, that's great. You know, I think we're smart people. I know we're smart people. I know we are. <laughs> we have like at least six people that listen to us on a weekly basis. I mean, normal people don't get things like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So maybe we're smart. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Leave us a review and tell uh, us how smart we are. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, let's get out of here. I like it. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate every time you tune in and listen to us ramble. Uh, more so, Jared has structure. I ramble a lot. <laughs> My apologies. Um, That's why I write but, it out uh, every time. Yeah, thank God. Because this podcast would go way too long if it was just me talking. Um, but thank you so much again. We appreciate it. Um, we, we love all the feedback, the emails, the comments, the likes on our pictures. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it all. Yeah. Thanks so much. If you want to find those pictures, you can find us at big dad energy pod on Twitter and Instagram on Facebook. Just look for big dad energy. We're there too. Uh, just go ahead and find us on social media. If you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you subscribe, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast now, like subscribe, leave a review, all the, all those things really help us, you know, just be a little bit more discoverable and get more people, uh, get more people in the family and listen to the podcast. So thanks so much. And, uh, make sure you guys go out and and follow our, follow our social media. So, um, once again, thanks for listening. I'm Jerry Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, click your tongs twice before you use them. Dead.